welcome back to Butter With That, a movie podcast hosted by a couple of friends, supposedly, from Philadelphia, also allegedly. Um, we are wrapping up our month of doomsday movies, and we're going to get into mine. And I'm Sam, by the way. It me, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hey, Sam. Hi, hey, Sam. Hi, Sam. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> appreciate that. So we're going to get into my pick in just a moment. I'm here with my co-hosts, Christine, Tori, Connor, and Dave. But before we do that, how's everybody doing? Have you seen any cool movies lately? I saw Ma. Yes. <laughs> Say more. Uh, <laughs> Say more about it. Tell me more. Oh, well, I plan to. Well, uh, the night before, I saw The Fly uh, for the first time, the Cronenberg Fly. Oh, was very really? exciting. Oh, yeah. that movie's great. Uh, and I cannot wait to write about it because uh, there is a lot of cool stuff. Gina Davis fucking rocks in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I really, really loved it, and so that was cool to see. And then we got up early, uh, did brunch, and saw Ma. Um where there was a surprising amount of children probably under six years old huh. in that movie, uh, which wow. immediately made me anxious as soon as it started. <laughs> um, it's definitely like a 2019 exploitation movie, but it is a very good exploitation movie um, where Octavia Spencer is clearly having so much fun, like fucking with all of these teenagers. And it's like really, really great watching her like do her thing. Um, the movie's like so awkward and weird and there's a lot of weird, probably bad dialogue throughout it. But I think mm-hmm. that like helps kind of make you feel so weird that when all of the shit starts going down, you're like, in such a weird, like, state anyway, that you're like, ah. Um, and also, Allison Janning is in it for, like, five minutes, and she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was a big fan, but it's one of those movies that, like, it seems like people either, like, really liked it or really didn't like it, and I kind of understand why that is, but I definitely fell on the side of really liking that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, there's too many movies coming out. I know. Yeah. I still have time to see any of them. Which, like, I, re- I was like, oh, I want to see MIB, and now I heard it's really bad, and now I don't no. want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I can't stop getting alerts on my phone about, like, t- terrible reviews of I Men know. in Black. And I'm like, come on. Let me think that this I movie know. was supposed to be really good. Which, considering the two people in it, it I want yeah. it to be good. Yeah. But on the bright side, I am seeing really good stuff about Midsummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of those reviews are starting to come in. That's exciting, yeah. Yeah. I really want to do a Spider-Man and Midsummer double feature <laughs> over Fourth of July. Mm. Wow. Man, that'll be weird. Maybe all over the dial on that. I oh, mean, they're yeah. both about grief in some way, so I guess that's <laughs> like a home. common right. theme. <laughs> they're in Europe. Yeah. True. More in common than we thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it stops there. Yeah. Um, anyone else see anything interesting? Doesn't have to be a new one. I had a Sandra Bullock weekend. Yes. I watched Speed, Excellent. and I watched, regrettably, Bird Box. Oh. Um, yeah. But Speed was a wonderful movie to revisit. Um, it reminds me of just why it's so fun to watch Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock just careening through, you know, space, uh, and, <laughs> or like, like problem-solving. L.A. L.A., yes. <laughs> L.A. with huge random gaps in the highway. Oh, and my I God, mean, that one scene where he's like, I was like, do I know go, nothing about speed? There's space. <laughs> if we go fast enough, we might just make the break in the highway. And so somehow you see them, like, rev up past 50, <laughs> and then the actual... Yet footage of the bus going over this gap in the, the highway is suddenly the bus hits this huge 
huge bounce and goes like, like to like a 45 a degree angle, yeah, clearly yeah. on a ramp, and then makes it. I was like, I, you know, I believe it. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. I am with you guys. Speaking of Keanu movies, uh, I for some reason now that there's this Keanu resurgence, I just keep thinking about him being in Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, the doctor. Shit, that's yeah. Right. yeah that's he the doctor. dates Diane Keaton in that's that movie, right. and he is competing with Jack Nicholson for her affection. Oh it is God. so weird. Really? Spoiler alert: Jack wins. What? <laughs> I know, right? I'm like he, like Keanu looked real good in that movie. I think he was also in an indie movie called Thumbsucker around the same time. That was pretty good. He's mm. like a hippy dippy like teacher, like doctor or something. He was good in that. There's a petition going out to make him time 2019 man of the year. <laughs> oh, cool. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. He should be. He deserves it. Is yeah. there any update on if he's going to be in Hobbs and Shaw? I don't know. It was like a, it was a random rumor, but God, I cannot wait to see Hobbs he, and Shaw. He cameoed and always be my maybe. There he was go. very good was in that amazing. cameo. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Damn. Oh, I was just going to point out that there are two VHS copies of Speed right over there, and we have four more downstairs. Wow. <laughs> it deserves it. Still have a, yet to see. There's somebody uh, online that is uh, has some sort of thing going where they have like a website where you can donate your VHS copies of Speed to him because he wants to own all of them, and I won't have it. So I have <laughs> six. There's a picture of you holding all the stats. Just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Good so luck with that one, buddy. We just watched the video, uh, the SNL short uh, with... What's his face? Uh, Ryan Gosling Gosling. complaining about the use of the Avatar font. Oh yeah. This reminds me of the opening credits of Speed, which are definitely like somebody word art hit the drop down menu. Oh no, word art. It was in word art. You're totally right. And was like, I have figured out a way to move the letters so that they they are at the same angle that this elevator shaft is in. But also, it's so (laughs) frustrating because it's not centered to where it needs to be. The names are fine, but then speed comes up and the D almost cuts off the screen and you're like, come on! You're gonna it's going default. so fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the elevator is not the fastest moving no. thing in that movie. Yeah. And they commit a good five minutes to the opening credits. They really do. So you, you know that that designer loved that font and wanted mm-hmm. to feature it prominently. He got some dirt on someone. Shots. Also, can we just say that fifty going fifty is not fast? Oh no, <laughs> it's not. Oh, and um, talk about a performance phoning it in. Gene Hackman is totally phoning in that performance. Gene Hackman. Dennis I mean, not Gene. Hopper. Ha- uh, Dennis Hopper. I always oh, get Dennis Hopper. I Dennis he was Hopper great. is Gene so phoning. Yeah. Like, they got him for like, speed. There's yeah. space. There's Gene Hackman. I know nothing about this. Movie. I totally mix them up. Yeah, Dennis Hopper totally phoning in. Oh, I thought he was great. Oh, did I, I mean, tell you? Got- Good, but it's great. <laughs> it's great for the movie. Did I tell you guys about the other movie I watched that's a new release called Diamantino? No. It's a Portuguese movie uh, about a uh, soccer star who's like very detached from reality. It's like his dad's taking care of him his whole life. Uh, and his dad like suddenly suddenly dies, and all of this like crazy stuff happens. But it opens with him at a soccer game, and it's like when he's about to score a goal, he just sees fluffy puppies. That's like his whole Aww, thing. So there's like sweet. a bunch of scenes of like pink, like fluff and dogs running around. Does it help him focus? And I, score the goal? It just, like, it's, like, him, like, that's, like, his, like, lovely moment of, like, ah, yes, like, everything's fine. Um, it's It was wow. actually really, really good and, like, really relevant to um, today, but um, there are a lot of fluffy puppies in the movie, so. Nothing wrong with that. Gotta no. love that. Yeah. No. Gotta love fluffy puppies. 
Um, Christine, like you had a Sandra Bullock weekend, I had a Keanu Reeves weekend. Uh, did I, they overlap? Did you see they, Speed? I did. I yeah. think I watched Speed four times. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I awesome. was halfway through it. Actually, I was probably like three fourths of the way through it. My roommate came home and she was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and she had never seen it before. And I'm like, <laughs> "Rewind the tape. We're watching it again." From the top. Um, from the top. <laughs> um, and then I watched. Point Break for the first time. Ooh, I've never love seen that Point one Break. Too. Also, have not seen. I've I'll not tell seen you that. what. What I thought the movie was going to be versus what the movie was <laughs> entirely different. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's just a love story between Keanu and Patrick Swayze, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. But there's like one of the opening scenes. It's pouring rain, and Keanu is in like this really like tight T-shirt, and he's just like shooting targets. And I was like, I need nothing else. <laughs> Literally nothing else. Um, so I watched that. I watched Speed four times. And then I watched this, um, two other ones with Keanu. I watched, I don't remember what this, the weird war movie you watched, right? Yeah. But it it had nothing to do really with war other than he was coming back from it. I think it's called like A Walk in the Clouds. (gasps) Yes. It's so good. It used to be on like ABC Family (laughs) all the time. I loved it. (laughs) It was, it's rated terribly, but I loved it. It was so good. But the one movie I did want to talk about, I watched it with my parents. They came down for Father's Day and uh, it's called The Gift. I think it came out in 2000 and it's directed by Sam Raimi and was written by Billy Bob Thornton. Sam Raimi? Yeah. Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. That's Billy Bob it yeah. So Cold it starts, um, stars Kate Blanchett, Keanu Reeves, obviously, um, Greg Kinnear, Katie Holmes, Hilary Swank. I couldn't believe that I'd never heard really about this movie before. And, you know, this was, it wasn't particularly great. I think it was an fine movie, but it was so refreshing to watch because the the script shows you it, the script gave you breadcrumbs of what the end of the movie was and i was like yes thank you for trusting your audience so that we could guess what the ending was going to be and not do the fucking game of thrones shit where it's like we're going to give you all of these clues mm-hmm. and then uh, we're going to do a left turn and i was just like this is what good storytelling is mm-hmm. and what i'll say is so a character dies and they're fishing a pond for her and at first they find a bike and they're like nope gotta go back to the drawing board and then they find her eventually and then you're thinking okay well who killed her who did it the the main character Kate Blanchett she goes to this person's house and he has a bike rack outside and you're like that's it it's you there are so many people in this movie also Danny Elfman is in this movie what um, as well as Gary Cole, J.K. Simmons. JK, wow. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, isn't it? Danny Elfman, who'd he play? Giovanni Ribisi, so great. He, he played really Tommy Lee Ball. <laughs> Is okay. Giovanni Ribisi the killer? No. Okay. <laughs> I feel like he's always the scary one. <laughs> he he was, was scary. He always is, like, creepy. Yeah. He was scary, and he has, like, a really interesting character arc. But um, Keanu was, like, a bad guy in it. I'm pretty sure he was like, I've played heroes too many times, and I just want to be a dick for once. And he I was. I have to understand my dark side. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Because then there was that other movie, The Gift. That... With uh, Jason Bateman yes. and Rebecca Hall. Okay, so it was called The Gift, right? Yeah, it came out in 2015. That was not bad. That was yeah, that bad. with um, James Mar- The Box. That's the Box. The one. I was also thinking of The Box. 
What's in the box? I feel like I wanted to see the box. I think I wanted to see the gift because it was like a psychological thriller or something. The Jason Bateman one? Yeah. It's pretty good. It was, I thought it was Damn, it got a really good Rotten Tomatoes. It's a slow burn. It is a slow burn. And it was directed by the guy. Uh, Oh, the guy. Edgar. Edgar, uh, uh, Joel Edgerton? Edgerton, yes. Hmm. Anywho. Well, enough about the Keanu songs that we're all feeling. Mm. Christine, to take your word. Unless you want us to do a Keanu month, let us know. Oh, <laughs> please. Wait. God, yeah, please. Go ahead. Go ahead and root Fans. Please. Let's God. Butter well, with that yeah. fans. Well, Keanu Sam that. hasn't seen The Matrix, and neither has Kong. I haven't, I haven't seen The Matrix. So Are you guys serious? I am serious. That's wild, dude. You got I was five it. years old when that movie came out, okay? There, yeah, it's only been out for You had the rest of like your life to watch years. it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, let us know if you want us to do a, a Keanu month. Oh, and I also watched again My Own Private Idaho. I love that movie. It's so great. But anyway, um, God, I really went down deep on that. M- moving on. I mean, everyone's feeling Keanu. We're not alone. So. No, but no. it's just nice to rekindle. He was, I think, definitely the first celebrity crush I remember having. Ooh. Yeah. His, um, his like, fight scenes and stuff in John Wick are, like, so cool and awesome. Mm-hmm. It's It's, like, really, really great. Yeah. I mean, I watch Speed again, and I'm like, oh, right, this is where it comes from, huh? You know, everything just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, enough. And he respects women. So, right? Not, yeah. yeah. We, need, we need Keanu right now. The hero we need. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on into the actual meat of the episode. So my doomsday pick, surprise, surprise, is Shaun of the Dead. I saw this movie for the first time a couple years ago. My roommate showed me, and I was like, wow, this movie is hilarious. And then I rewatched it recently because I picked it, and I was like, huh, less funny? Still enjoyed it. I picked this movie um, despite the fact that, one, it's comedy, and two, it's about zombies, because I love the perspective of the apocalypse, the end of the world is literally happening in this person's backyard, yet he not paying attention and he doesn't know so this movie stars a ton of people mm-hmm. um, but Simon Pegg in particular Nick Frost, Frost. Frost. Mm-hmm. Nick Frost and it was by Edgar Wright um, Edgar Wright has done the the rest of the movies in this trilogy which is um, Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz and World's End there's a name for this trilogy do we know what it is Cornetto. I always forget Cornetto, it. yeah. Cornetto. Yeah, it's the Cornetto trilogy. Like the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my favorite out of that trilogy. The, the other two are great, um, but this one I think is just... Which is Hot Fuzz and World's End. Hot Fuzz and World's mm-hmm. End. This one I just think is like spades ahead. Um, so before we delve too deep into it, let's go into our format. So who... Watch the trailer. I watched the trailer. Oh, tell us about it. Um, well, <laughs> um, it, it was, like, pretty funny. I don't know if it was, like, the trailer I remember. Maybe there were, like, different... I mean, I'm sure there were different trailers for it, but um, it does that whole thing, like, like, are you worried you're becoming a zombie kind of deal, which is kind of what the whole movie, I, I mean, like, is about. Like, the whole intro is just, like, people or zombies. Like, you see a bunch of people, like, playing on their phones and... Just, like, ha- living this very, like, mundane kind of lifestyle, which is, like, where Sean is at the beginning. God, playing on the phones. This movie came out in, like, 2000. I know. There's a scene Four? where everyone's at a bus stop, just like, uh, God. I know. Uh, but, 
so the trailer like kind of makes it seem like it's supposed to be an action movie. It's like a hero is born, like and he <laughs> he must rise from his couch or his sofa or whatever, which was like pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it, like shows like it it obviously like shows that it's a comedy. It shows like a decent amount of the action stuff too, though, and. Um, it ends with a, a really awesome scene where they're getting out of the bar and they're like singing and there's the zombie in the background making noises that like perfectly align <laughs> yes. with the song. Um, but yeah, like it like definitely like I think shows you exactly what kind of movie you're about to be watching. Um, but that being said, this is a very, very gory movie, which of course that's not going to really be in the trailer, but I don't mm. think you realize how gory that movie is going to be if you're just watching the trailer. <laughs> kind of reminds me almost in that way of like Pineapple Express. Yeah. 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 Oh, like you're, yeah. It's a secret gore fest. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> me too. Yeah. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that, that was the trailer. The trailer report. Thanks, Tori. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, <laughs> um, how about Connor? You did reviews, right? I did do the reviews. Um, so it sits at a 76% on Metacritic, which is pretty low because on Rotten Tomatoes it was 92% for critic score and audience score is 93%. Um, it was really hard to find a negative review for this movie. Mm. Most of the negative ones were just like, I don't get it. <laughs> This movie's stupid. <laughs> Why are they making a zombie movie? And it's like, well, those aren't really good critiques. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically most of the highlights um, for the positive ones are talking about Simon Pegg's performance, Edgar Wright's writing, how successful it blends horror and comedy, mm -hmm. and also uh, praising Wright's editing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much um, role he has in his editing process, but I assume he has quite a big hand in how the movie's edited, so... I mean, because all of his movies are very similar in the way they're edited. Mm -hmm. So people were definitely crediting all those. Those were popping up again and again and again. Um, one of my favorite ones I found, uh, which was by Nick Bradshaw for Time Out. The cast makes a cozy fit. The patter is still sitcom snappy, but Wright also has the visual snap to carry the saga of Backyard Apocalypse. I really like that I phrasing like that. of Backyard Apocalypse because yeah. I feel like that sets kind of the yeah, scope. Yeah, that's really... Which um, he and Simon Pegg did that show together spaced before mm -hmm. this movie too. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of makes sense when they bring up like the sitcom-y stuff. Uh, and this next review says it's a cartoony aesthetic, quick cuts, sharp points of focus, the precise merging, merging of sound with a cutter pan, and the crowd-pleasing use of pop tunes, which is by PJ Nabarro. Um, audience pretty much said the same thing as the critics. Um, although not inaccurately billed as a romantic comedy with zombies, mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead is, at its heart, a horror film with the same underlying hopelessness that typifies uh, the zombie movie genre, which was by No Name on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> hmm. um, a really funny negative review I found, which was on Letterboxd, uh, said, When I watched this, I was disappointed that I wasn't watching Scooby-Doo 2 instead. Oh. I was. Do I realize that my disappointment shouldn't be directed? Oh, flood warning. Wonderful. Uh, on our doomsday episode. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Take shelter. Get ready. Um, do I realize that my disappointment shouldn't be directed at the movie and instead the person who chose this instead of Scooby-Doo 2? Yes. And that kind of goes on from there. It's a funny one. And he said two gold blooms out of a possible ten. Two <laughs> okay. um, what? Well, I appreciate gold the rating system. <laughs> uh, and then this uh, uh, dumb negative one was, is this movie stupid as fuck on purpose? I know it's a parody, but it could have at least be a good parody. I can't believe I let the internet coerce me into watching this trash. Mm. I don't care if that's mean. It's 98 minutes. I can't get back. And I could have used it be watching a better film. The only thing great here is the editing. So even that negative review, that 
one star reviews. Crazy. Who are these Duped people? What the did they what again. did they expect? <laughs> there were only a handful of like one star and two star reviews on Letterboxd. Pretty much everything was um three and a half to five stars. You weirdos. Um so yeah, people really loved it. Lots of lots of praise. Cool. Thanks, Connor. So I chose this movie, like I said before, because I do think it's actually funny, which is rare for me. Yeah. I think that I've been like trying to figure out exactly what my sense of humor is. I feel like we've had a lot of conversations, <laughs> everyone here, of like pinpointing exactly. And I think that this movie speaks to it in part, which is like very dry comedy, but also the random absurdities that can sometimes happen. And so, Christine, I want to hear what you thought about the movie, but um, some questions that I want you to consider. Um, one is that does the comedy take away from the horror element? And two, I also read a negative review that was like, the editing does take something away from it, which is kind of ironic since everything was really praising mm -hmm. Edgar Wright's editing. So when you're thinking about the movie, um, what do you think about those? Um, yeah, watching Shaun of the Dead, revisiting it, I, I think one of the things I was reminded about why I like Edgar Wright movies was the snappy editing. Uh, like there are a couple times where you have those quick cuts, brushing the teeth, flushing the toilet, running of the faucet. Mm -hmm. And then it just, I feel like in all of his movies, there's a really wonderful rhythm to the way that characters move, to the way that shots are, are cut and, spli and spliced and uh, put together. And I think in the hands of someone else, or at least it feels like it's, it's sort of a signature uh, rhythm to a lot of his movies and so it was fun to to be reminded about why I enjoy those sequences like the like in the first part of the movie um in while the music is playing as Tori said oh people who are not yet zombies still acting like mm. zombies they're kind of walking in time down the street like with their shoulders hunched to the beat of the music and then there's the kid bouncing the soccer ball to the beat of the music and then every other person in line waiting for the bus, holding up their cell phone to their face. And so I think the editing adds and enhances sort of this aggressive tone, but that, I don't know, seems fun. Um, I think that the comedy doesn't necessarily take away from the horror because it, as uh, you all mentioned, it does get gory. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best gory scenes in my view is when they find that woman in their backyard and she falls oh over the... Uh, patio set uh stand and there's like, she stands up and there's a hole in the middle of her and then the way the shot is framed you can see simon Pegg's mm -hmm. face in the back through the hole and i was like this is gross but also <laughs> hilarious so i think it finds that really wonderful balance and when they're trying to throw like the old records and they yes. just keep missing yes which I also really felt there's a lot of stuff I like now understand more as I'm watching this. And I think it was um, a New Order album that he was like, oh, that was a first pressing. And I was like, oh, God, I love New Order. No. <laughs> and then he lot. picks out. He's like, Stone Roses. He's like, oh, no, don't throw it away. Second coming. He's like, I still really liked it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to yeah, the critique as, of the each <laughs> album like, as, as they're, they're throwing going them. through it's it. It's pretty great. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is a reminder of watching the performances of Nick Frost. And I know it's sort of Simon Pegg's movie, but I think rewatching it 
reminded me of how I really love watching Nick Frost do his thing. Mm. Um, there's, even though he's sort of supposed to play the buffoon in the movie, I feel like his timing, his physical comedy, most of his lines are really funny uh, and capture this hilarious tender balance really mm. well. Um, even though it's, you know, Sean or Simon Pegg's story. Uh, there's one scene where Nick Frost is doing an impression of orangutan, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so impressive. Um, so Nick Frost, and then watching the guy from Black Books, Dylan Moran, is mm -hmm. yeah. like, as this slime ball, <laughs> sniveling shit, and he, just his enunciation of his lines are just, it's just so funny. Um, you could feel his words just like dripping out of him and you're like, ugh, you're terrible, you're awful, but I love you. Um, things that I think watching it, I think the end, the only issues I had was the end kind of loses steam. I feel like um, it kind of seems to peter out and then some of the punchlines and some of the lines don't really hold up very well, but... Um, That's a good point, actually, which is something I do want to address. So there is the use of the N-word in this movie, which is startling, um, especially when you think about who Simon Pegg is now. And you're like, I wouldn't expect someone like that to use this word for comedy's sake. And I think that every time I've brought this up to someone, I was like, yeah, they use the N-word in this movie. They're like... Well, they're trying to show, like, this character is disgusting. Yeah, yeah there's always better ways to do that, though. Right. right. Like, that's, that's a cheap way. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is this something that, like, white people should just be like, stop doing even for comedic purposes? But I feel like from other movies I've seen from early 2000s recently, that's a thing I've noticed a lot. Really? Oh, that, yeah, like, it's all over. It was still, like... Like, not, it wasn't okay, but, like, they felt it was okay to use these, like, things. No, um, no, no, we're not really meeting at the character saying. Yeah. Or even just Louis C.K.'s, like, su supposed comic uh, breakdown of the whole concept in one of his stand-up specials. It just... Yeah. You can't punch up. It's not, it's not your comedy yeah. to do. Right, exactly. And, Tori, I think you mentioned this once, like, a while ago. It's like, what's... And, and you just said it what's for you and that's mm. like not it yeah and in the movie i watched the gift with keanu he says that word in the movie mm. and i was like ew no no I yeah i watched um uh freddy versus jason recently and was like they like made freddy racist in that one and he had never been racist before <laughs> and i was like what? this is so weird that you're adding this element to this character right now they have that and they drop a hard f-bomb in that movie yeah that movie's rough yeah yeah but like yeah there's like that weird early 2000s where it's like oh well like we're not ignorant like they were in like the 80s so we can do this stuff now right and it was like you're getting there, but you're not there yet. We're like, yeah. you know, you're like starting to understand these things, but you're still Yeah, they're coming online and, and they're realizing that yeah. mm, perhaps now the way we show we woke is by yeah. like addressing addressing this, which is like, no, actually like, that's yeah. just as racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's also just like not a funny thing to say. Like right. it's just very yeah. like the shallowest pool you can mm -hmm. pull mm -hmm. from. Um, one thing I, I watched this a couple months ago with Garrix. Uh, I had recently watched some Jackie Chan movies with him cause he really loves them and I had never really seen any. And there's a video of Edgar Wright talking about Jackie Chan and his influence on like his movies and like fight scenes and stuff. Oh. Uh, which when I like watched some Jackie Chan movies and then saw some stuff from like, there's a, 
um, bathroom fight in the world's end and stuff that like was very punchy and comedic. And it was like, oh man, like Edgar Wright was like definitely influenced by Jackie Chan. And that's like really interesting to mm-hmm. like watch some of these movies like and think about that now. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, thinking about the choreography, even in Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. the most iconic scene <laughs> is when they post up at the Winchester mm-hmm. and the zombies are breaking in. The jukebox goes on and it plays Don't Stop Me Now. And they're trying to um, beat off the the bartender, the bar owner. Mm-hmm. And they're all like hitting that zombie in time <laughs> to the song. Yeah, with the pool sticks. Yeah, the pool it, sticks. that is just, Which is, that's such quintessential, a good song. like Edgar Wright, like mm-hmm. editing with the music and stuff, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, there's a part two with like the kid and the ball, where it's like every time like the ball like hits something, it also was like timed with mm-hmm. the music. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I would never be that smart if I was making a movie. <laughs> so we were wondering if Edgar Wright edited Shaun of the Dead, and I just did a quick. Google search and it says Chris Dickens was the editor of Shaun of the Dead and he worked on Hot Fuzz as well Mm. but it I mean maybe later on it was sort of considered Edgar Wright's signature thing because Mm. he isn't listed in like World's End or uh, Baby Driver Mm. and it still has that same feel Mm. so I I would say it's probably Wright's vision being executed Mm -hmm. through another editor and in that jukebox scene they utter the best line of the whole film, in my perspective, which is, kill the queen! It is so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the music times up well. well. Like, don't stop me now is like, when he says that line mm-hmm. is when the music stops because they, like, shove him into the jukebox. Yeah. Which, like, there's so much of that throughout the movie, but, like, that was a perfect moment in that. Yeah, I, like, spat out my drink when I was watching that, <laughs> which doesn't happen often. <laughs> Um, there's also a moment in that uh, part where I like to where they're waiting for Sean to show up and like, you know, uh, what's his face? His character's being all like smarmy and like, nah, he's not going to come. Why would you believe him? He's such a shithead and all this stuff. And then like he shows up and he makes a comment about like him and Nick Frost being a couple and like Nick Frost hands him a beer and he's like, thanks, babe. And winks at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, when he, that character gets like disemboweled oh. by the zombies. Grizzly. Like, oh. Okay, so... I, when I saw this movie, it came out in 2004, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was 14, and I was not into horror, um, and I definitely never watched that scene all the way through, because as (laughs) soon as I realized what was happening, I closed my eyes, and I couldn't watch it, and I had every other time I had seen that movie, and this time we watched it last night, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, (laughs) just gonna watch this happen, and it was, like, easier to watch, I guess, now that I'm used to watching horror movies, Mm. but that scene is still gross as Mm -hmm. fuck. You're watching all, like, them just pull them apart. Yeah. yeah. And whatever they use for his intestines looks yeah. pretty real. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. That's a thing I would have liked to look up. Give Ridley Scott a run for his money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys feel like this ranks in terms of just zombie movies in general? Of, like, kind of how you feel about. Just oh. like up, like, top tier, you think? I think it's pretty up there. Yeah, yeah, I'd put it up there. Well, it depends. Like, can you put a parody up there with like the originals because if you can then I really would put it up there but oftentimes people are like well you can't you can't say that a parody is top tier 
I mean, well, they, it's also, like, I think lovingly making references to some mm-hmm. of yeah. the other moments. Like, that scene where he's getting, like, disemboweled um, is also, like, straight out of Day of the Dead, which is a really, really good yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also make a really good reference to Night of the Living Dead. because We're coming name... for you, Barbara? Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I don't think I had like... ever realized that before. <laughs> and watching it this time, I was like, ah, yes. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, I wouldn't put it in that top tier unless, you know, the zombie effects and, and story weren't weren't worthy of that. I don't think the comedy or the fact that it's a parody detract from how good it is as a zombie mm. movie either. There's also that, what I really love when we were watching it this time too, paying attention to that opening scene with him just walking to the local shop. Mm-hmm. And then that same exact scene happens the same exact way the next day after like the zombie stuff. And it's really funny, like he still trips the same way and at yeah. the same time. And like every part of it is really similar. Um, oh, when he like, he also like slips and he's like, oh, he definitely just slipped on blood. And that's oh, right. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> the bloody hands on the, yeah. on the cooler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, one review I was reading said, and kind of going off on that idea of like how they really appreciated this movie depicts just like boring, ordinary British life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of this movie's strengths is just like, yeah, life's just really mundane and the same. And how much do we actually pay attention to what's going on around us outside of our little bubble? Yeah. And then after all the stuff ends in Shaun of the Dead, it's like how quickly people like revert back to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. very normal lifestyle. Like, you know, because people just need that like like normal scene routine equilibrium. Yeah. You just like, OK, we need to make things normal again. Mm-hmm. Well, in the film, it's been a couple years since I've seen it, but it ends with them playing video games again. Right. Even though Nick Frost's yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great. Oh, ending. it is. Yeah. And Christine, you brought this up, which is like there's so much love and emotion in this movie. And so like the relationship between Simon Pegg and, and, and you said Nick Frost. Yeah. Nick Frost. Their characters are just so fantastic and just like a really great representation of a good friendship. Um, even like the highs and the lows, which when I think about comedies that I do like, I when I think about TV shows I watch, I watch like Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and The Good Place. Like you see that too. Mm-hmm. You see the the cast of characters have like mostly healthy and positive relationships, and so I think that's probably why I can actually stomach this movie, and like I actually really like it at some points. Um, we talked about that too with like your childhood friends and stuff and how like your childhood friends are very different than like your adult friends. And I feel like that also kind of comes into this movie too. Cause everyone keeps being like, mm -hmm. he's such a fucking loser. Like, why do you hang out with this guy and stuff? And it's like, well, like, you know, the people you grew up with, like, aren't necessarily the people like you would gravitate towards an adult, but like you have those like other emotional connections cause you were with each other at these like really like important parts of like your life that really matter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, our friendship is like, so solid that even as a zombie, like they're still able to coexist. I also like in the moments where, I mean, three of the people he's closest to get turned yeah. to zombies. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe at first, like Bill Nye's character, he's not cl- like there's that oh, tension but that with his scene in the car is so emotional. But it's like you see these emotional moments just as each one, the three of the characters, the stepfather, the mother, and Nick Frost all become zombies. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, through this transformation to a zombie, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Bill Nye a is new like relationship is built. <laughs> he's like not in that movie for a long time, but like he's so good. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a song that there's a there not a song. There's a scene when he like visits him in the shop and t- is talking about the flowers that like Garrett always quotes that because he like thinks it's so funny. But I really love when he's like talking about the oh you didn't get the doctor did you after he got bitten he's like I ran it under a cold tap. <laughs> <laughs> his delivery of lines was amazing in the in the shop when he first sees Sean and his just swivel around. It's such a minor moment, but just the way Bill Nye can just swivel and then stare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, damn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You Um, nailed it. It's also really, I really love the part where like, he's like trying to get his mom to realize he's dead and he's like, there's nothing of the man you love in there. And then he turns off the radio because it's too loud and he's like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, the mother's death is so sad mm. and heartbreaking. And it made me think a lot about like how I would be in a zombie apocalypse or doomsday. And I think like I can talk a big game, but everything that this movie showed, like being totally oblivious to the fact that like a zombie apocalypse happened definitely would probably be how I was. Mm-hmm. And also I would be in the same perspective of like, if anyone that I cared about got infected, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do it, which mm-hmm. probably would lead to my death. Yeah. Truly. But you know, you see Simon Pegg do that several times. Yeah. He's like really good in those emotional scenes too. Um, you know, with Bill Nye and like also with his mom at, at at that part too, where he's just like, "Don't shoot my mom!" and he's like crying as he's like trying to yell at this douchebag, and they're having like a weird Mexican standoff thing where they're all just like holding up broken bottles at each other's yeah. necks. Uh huh. And the mom is the uh, from so, Downton Abbey. I know she's so sweet, and she's just like, "I just don't want to be a bother." Like the whole time, <laughs> I love her. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts about Shaun of the Dead? Um, it was interesting watching, um, I saw that Jim Jarmusch movie recently, The Dead Don't Die, which, like, I thought was pretty funny, but, um, it's very obvious that Jim Jarmusch also was, like, not a person that necessarily likes zombie movies, and, like, it seems like a lot of stuff he took was either from, like, uh, Night of the Living Dead or um, Shaun of the Dead because there is also a lot of those elements of like yes people were already zombies with the phones and things like that and like so then like watching Shaun of the Dead I was like yeah they did this 15 years ago so it's like yeah. I don't know if like that part you're necessarily making a big social commentary on because we were talking about this quite some time ago mm-hmm. but like yeah. yeah I also think Shaun of the Dead recognizes that it won't be like a hard-hitting social commentary. Yeah. Like, it sort of lightly touches the social... Mm-hmm. And I'm social commentary, and I'm kind of glad that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, that it doesn't try to be more than it really is as far as, you know, h- how are people's habits, l- you mm-hmm. know, disconnecting them from the world and, you know, from each other and all this stuff. It's like, it's still going to be a light, yeah. fun, ca- zombie, zombie It's like comedy. really good set dressing. Of like this is like the tone and this is what's going on. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the, yeah. Well, and then the end, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, now we're using zombies and like funny TV shows and like on a like you know a Maury type show when the woman's like, oh, he's my husband, I, I still him. love him. <laughs> I know. Is that not exactly what would happen? Mm-hmm. Truly, it, it truly is. Yeah. Um, the uh, the newscaster being like, aim. What does he say? And everyone, make sure you aim for the head and for the brains. And it's like this, like, 
Walter Cronkite kind of guy, like being like, no. no and then he's getting interviewed about it. He's like, I can't believe I was <laughs> one to ever say, aim for the head and aim for the brains. <laughs> like, right. uh, last thing about Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. I love how in World's End, their relationship is completely reversed, mm-hmm. where Nick Frost plays the like super together character and Simon Pegg is like this sort of down and out I don't know what his deal like like punk or something that's yeah, trying to get the yeah. gang back together but like is so out he's of stuck it in the 80s he's stuck in the yeah. 80s yes that is the way to characterize mm-hmm. it and I love like seeing them slip into the opposite roles and I thought I, I really liked World's End, so I thought they did a great yeah. job re- reversing those I think dynamics. it's cool Edgar Wright can get his like ensemble cast to play different archetypes. Because mm. um, I feel like in all three of those movies, um, the two of them have like different relationships and different roles and different... So I just think it's cool how it's like they're not playing the same exact people like three different times. There's like three totally unique yeah. individuals. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, because uh, uh, Simon Pegg is like such an anal, retentive fucking asshole in um, Hot Fuzz, uh, mm-hmm. yes. which is interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like still kind of a loser in this one, but he's like, I guess, the more responsible one compared to um, Nick Frost's character in the movie. Yeah. Um, some things I noticed that were really funny too is like um, a lot of the lines that come back later on. Like, what's the their other roommate's name? Oh. Uh, Paul or something <laughs> might as well be yeah it's like some, it's some like yeah. some basic name like that but there's a part where <laughs> no offense to any Pauls out there but you know sorry the bible uh, <laughs> um they're arguing because it's like 4 a.m. and they're like playing music really loudly. And he tells Nick Frost, like, oh, just go live in the shed, which he ends up living in the shed at the end of the movie. Um, and then Nick Frost says something like, oh, next time I see you, you're going to be like fucking dead or something. And then he, the next time I see him, he's a zombie dead in the shower. Oh, so <laughs> I was like, I love when stuff like that happens. Um, I think uh, as a Doomsday movie, it's a really cool pick in particular because we never really find out why this started. Yeah. Like every time it's about to be established via like newscast or like someone's talking about it and they like have some understanding of where this originated. It's never like fully explained and it gets cut off, which which I think is them being like, eh, we don't really care (laughs) in a way. And it also perfectly frames it like within the context of it being a quote unquote like backyard apocalypse in the sense that like it's just through the eyes of these characters with their like limited understanding in the midst of the chaos. So I think as a doomsday movie, it really translates in that regard. And Sam, you mentioned that too. Like what I noticed, like what was going on. And there's that part where like, he's watching that at the beginning, the hobo in the, the park, like like running after the birds right, and then right. about to see him bite its head and I was like at what point would I be like oh this is actually weird that this is happening because yeah. I see, so, you I see, see, see so much weird you shit every day. day or the couple making out yeah, and you see them the when bar? they walk yeah, into yeah, the yeah. bar and you're like this has clearly mm-hmm. been like four hours that they've hung mm-hmm. out in the bar and they walk out and the couple is still out there and then the as they're following the characters and they get a uh, couple uh-huh. gets in a distance one of their heads just falls mm-hmm. off yeah. and you're like oh, you're like, oh no <laughs> they think the girl at the beginning is just drunk oh yeah 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 that's right also there's when the guy comes in that's like dressed in like the i guess wedding attire 
um, they say this line that's like, uh, what's he say? He's like, oh, he's got his arm off or something. And I was like, God, I love the way Brits say stuff. I know. God, they have such a better, like, vernacular and vocabulary than we do. Like, his girlfriend, um, when she's on the phone with him, keeps going, bye, 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 bye. And my, uh, my stepmom, Nina, does that on the phone all the time. I'm like, oh, so My cute. roommate does it, too, and she oh, really? was like, oh, that's where I got it from. <laughs> I wish we could say cheers. That's the thing. So yeah. many lines come from that. My friends, um... We use the line, I'll do it on the night. Like, if they're rehearsing and they're like, oh, I don't want to do this, I'll do it on the night. And I didn't realize that they got it from mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead when they're uh-huh. when they're practicing their zombie noises and Nick Frost is like, I'll do it on the night. <laughs> it's like, she's like, no, do it right now. It's in a matter of ten minutes. Oh, I love that actress, too. Like, that was her moment to shine where yes, she's like, great, I'm yes. going to teach everyone how to be zombies. And Hilda Everyone now. gets their little She's really moment. good. I think she's in some of their other stuff. Uh, she looks familiar, yeah. yeah. Oh my well. god, the face-off with the with the other crew, with Martin Freeman, with the other lady from Black Books. But it, it's so funny because they're the mirror image yes. of, like, Sean's group, but they're the ones who've got shit on lock, yes. right? And so, like, at the end of the day, she's the one who saves Sean and his girlfriend, and you're like, oh, so basically what you have is, like, the stereotypical heroes of, like, this kind mm. of scenario, and then you have us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it would be. Yeah, because she's, like, clearly got her shit together, yeah, even when the they first time. bump into each other, and she's just like, oh, like, I just bought a house, and he's like, oh, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about Shaun of the Dead? Great pick. Yeah. Good yeah. pick. Yeah, this is a, I love this movie. Cool. How'd you watch it? How did I watch is it? Is it like on Netflix or Amazon? Or? Um, uh, My roommate had the oh. DVD. Yeah. That's how we watched too. Garrett had a DVD. So not online stream. No, yeah, sorry. I rented I it. I get that DVD. Four buckaroos. $3.99. Oh. Ooh. Which, but that's the thing. If you went to like Blockbuster, that would be it. Probably be more than that. It would be more than that. Blockbuster, they took, they raked you over the coals. Every time I pay three ninety nine on Amazon, I'm like, I how guess expensive Blockbuster it was. was. Pricey. Yeah. I would say like five to seven. Oh, okay. I don't know. And it was already after you paid for the membership. Oh shit! You had to. I honestly don't remember because my parents were doing all of that. I just hmm. handed them whatever, you know, uh, Princess and the Frog or like, you know, whatever movie. Uh, print, uh, Swan Princess. That's I was like, Princess and the Frog. I fucking like that's relatively that new. All the time. <laughs> and like my sister always rented Flubber. So it's just like Classic blockbuster movie. <laughs> yeah, if you want to send us an email, tell us how much we would have had to pay to rent a blockbuster movie because none of us know. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I think that was like the cheap thing for us to do too. And like my dad had us on the weekends or something. It's like, oh, just go to Blockbuster and we'll watch movies like all weekend when we're together. So. Well, but it was that podcast at gmail.com. Let us What's your favorite Blockbuster memories? You could rent Game Boy's games there, too. I did yeah. that a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. I remember they tried to open a video game version of Blockbuster, like, attached to Blockbusters, and it just failed oh, epically. Well, RIP to that. Thanks for a great discussion about <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Um, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with a whiteboard question. Next, we'll hear the story of 10-year-old Enrique Ramirez, who fought off the reanimated corpses of his entire family. It's all coming right up on Zombies from Hell. Six months on, and to many, the events of Z-Day must seem like a bad dream. 
And as we now know, the phenomenon resulted from the use of highly It's not something I would expect as a newscaster to ever have to say on air. Removing the head or destroying the brain. Incredible. It's exciting now to have a top band with us talking about their work for the charity Zombie Corp. The fact that the mobile deceased retained their primal instincts make them ideal recruitment for the service industry, as well as proving themselves useful in other roles, such as... I don't see nothing wrong with it, but I know that some people would see something wrong with it. But he's my husband, you know. I still love him. I've still got the ring on my finger, Trisha. You go to bed with it? All right, everybody, welcome back to Butter With That. So before we get into the whiteboard question, as we've been doing recently, we've taken a character quiz to find out who in Shaun of the Dead we would be. So who wants to start us off? I can go. Cool. All right, I got David. Me too. Me too. Oh, really? Okay, good. I wasn't the only one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Again. Why am I always other? I don't understand. Wow. Uh, we're horrified that the world is out of balance and there are zombies walking around. We're insecure, but we like to think things over before acting on them. Chances are... We'll live through this apocalypse a wee bit. Oh no, the the chances we'll live through the apocalypse are a wee bit low. Just make sure we don't stand next to any windows. That was real dumb. <laughs> Wait, Dave, did you say you got David because your name is Dave? No, or I got David you really because I David? really got David. Which is an unfortunate association I'll have to live with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there are better Davids you could be, for sure. <laughs> Who'd you get, Sam? Got Diane. Did you get the xenomorphic? No. <laughs> I got Diane. You're a bit on the eccentric side, but that's what makes you so damn brilliant. You're instantly attracted to the arts, always offer a helping hand to people in need, and you can get a bit jealous sometimes. You'll survive the zombie apocalypse, but it'll be by the skin of your teeth. Don't let your feelings get the best of you. Mm. You definitely got the way better one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all getting disemboweled. We You're are. Like, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm like, David, no! <laughs> Her hats. Her hats. I mean, <laughs> she was like pretty badass too. The way she like handled him in particular, mm, I really yes. enjoyed her. Yeah, yeah. She could see through. Knowing the she was, he was in love with uh, Sean's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Oh God, he said her name a million times. I know, and none of us got her. So God damn it. No. no. Well. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> that quiz was on BuzzFeed. If you want to take it, yeah. it was on BuzzFeed. So my whiteboard question is: Create your own apocalypse. How is the world going to end? Dun 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 Because it will end. We all know this. One way or another. Yep. One way or another, the world's gonna end. Now, would this be one that we would want to like encounter in, or how we like think it could end, or? Whatever you want. <laughs> I have no preference. I think for me, um, because I have at least um, five panic attacks a day thinking about global warming, I need it to be something different so I can be like, oh, whew, at least it wasn't that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so like really anything else, I'd be like, okay, at least like we were wrong about that. Great. Um but I, since I recently watched and am obsessed right now with all of the Godzilla movies, I'm like, you know what? Yes, take back your world. Mm. Please kill all of us humans that are destroying the world. Like, you guys clearly can can handle this better than we can. So. Us puny humans. Yeah, the, uh, whatever they're called. I forget the, uh, 
They're not guardians. They have a name for oh, the, the monsters. The titans. titans. Titans, yeah, exactly. Mothra knows how to, to handle the world. She, oh, she's going to rule everything. Well, kind of going in the spirit of that, I guess I would go with the happening. Oh, oh, no. The plants. Okay. The plants. The plants take And people uh, the killing themselves? <laughs> well, sure, why not? I mean, I more just the uh, the notion of like the plants rising and uh, mm. somehow, you know, not only literally overgrowing... Uh, you know, whatever is left after uh, mankind is, is, or humankind has died off and it's just a, a barren world for it to grow on. But also, if it could also, you know, be the thing that takes over, that'd be interesting. Dave, may I ask if you are uh, the happening apologist? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Oh, that movie's, oh no. Oh, I was, <laughs> oh, you were, sorry, were you open M. for Knight. that? <laughs> movies, I, I say that, I would describe that movie as quite bad, but really, <laughs> really enjoyable. It stars Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel as a couple. That is so fucking weird. So I would like to say that having seen the Bird Box recently and having <laughs> bird the box. Bird Box, whatever, having determined that it is the worst bird movie box. ever made, wow. Ooh, I actually wow. think that in the hands of the M. Worst Night, movie ever made. it could have been a much better movie a la The Happening, like, the only monsters you see are the rustling leaves, and so maybe it was nature coming back to fucking take over. Anyhow, mm -hmm. that's my aside. The, other morning, the other morning going. I woke up to four texts from Christine talking I, about Bird I know, Box. I had a lot to say. <laughs> um, I won't go into it right now. I'll just say that the end of the world will be this sinkhole that has this infinity water pool that goes into the core of the earth and just the earth just implodes on itself inspired by the video of the bird that gets swallowed by the infinity pool and then it spouts up again so wow that's wow. all i gotta oh, say oh yeah huh nice the bird will how, be the sole poetic. survivor of the end of the earth i think i would pick a massive earthwide emp that just destroys like all electronics and then everybody's like oh, no. sent back to the stone age and the plants can cause it. What would we do without <laughs> memes? I can't, I can't live. I just have to hang out with Sam as she draws me memes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can I just tell you guys? Look, I need another one. <laughs> I had a meeting with my boss today and in it I referenced divine. I had to be like, you know this? So we were talking about how, like, sometimes people can use microaggressions when it comes to, like, the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And a common microaggression is, there's only one race, the human race. I immediately yeah. thought of the vine that the kid says that, and then that person gets slapped in the face, and it's like, what about NASCAR? And <laughs> <laughs> I had to share it. She didn't think it was funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> you no, it? really? <laughs> That one didn't land, huh? Too bad. Oh. A shame. It's so funny. <laughs> Wrong audience. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Well, we usually jive on memes, so I was surprised. Well, got a lot of layers. <laughs> oh, like onions. Like an onion. I almost texted you today to ask you about a SpongeBob point. <laughs> There, I saw a picture of Spongebob and Patrick uh, as ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to be like, Sam, do you remember why they were dressed as ice cream? I don't think that I... Not off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Uh, if you know, if you know. email us. But I think, I think about Spongebob and Shrek every single day of my life. Every <laughs> fucking day. It's yeah. just one of those things. Is that your doomsday answer? It might be. I, well, I passed this park on my way to work, and it has a blue flower with red thorns and I'm like donkey every time 
blue flower red thorns. <laughs> but anyway, um, did everyone go with their apocalypse? So my version would be exactly what happens in Station Eleven. Station Eleven is a really wonderful book, and I recommend oh, you I reading read that. it. Yeah. Um, but there's one scene in particular that like I can't let go. So. Basically, it's like this infectious disease that has like a really, really short incubation time. It could be hours, honestly. And um, one of the safe zones that they eventually have, and this is years after the disease um, really took over in like two or two days, maybe, um, is the airport. And they have one plane that's still out on the, the tarmac, essentially, that no one left from after it landed because one person had been sick. So and terrifying. so it, it is so terrifying. Yeah, and so I recommend you reading that book just for that one scene. It's so good. Hmm. I'm glad. I feel like that's a book someone recommended, and now like I've heard several people say it's very good, so that mm-hmm. makes me happy. All right, then. So that's it. That's our Shaun of the Dead Doomsday episode. I know we have stuff to promote our social media. Send us an email so Connor stops crying. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram, Butter With That. We are on Twitter at with that one, one. Um, and our email butter with that podcast at gmail.com. Who else has stuff to promote? Tori. <laughs> First you chill it, uh, then you kill it. July 7th at Century Bar in uh, Gray's Ferry. Uh, I am going to be doing uh, a movie called House or How Zoo, uh, which is from 1977. It's a really weird, trippy. A Japanese horror movie that's like also a kid's story. It's very odd. It's it's real good. It's weird as fuck, but I feel like you would really like it, actually, Christine. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> so we're doing that July 7th, um, and then uh, just read Cinema 76. I wrote a Mothra article recently, and I should have another Cronenberg uh, article up as well. Awesome. Woo-hoo. All right. Well, um, tune in next week for Dave's pick. What will it be? Who knows? Who knows? We know. I know. We know. (laughs) We know. Only Dave knows. We we all know. (laughs) We all know. Okay, bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. So long. Cheers. Tellio. That's enough. Okay. (laughs) 